Welcome back to the Born Broke Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. And listen to our latest episode on Spotify. And you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel because 86.6% of you that watch the podcast are not subscribed. So if you're watching and you like the show that we put on for you guys, then please hit the subscribe button because it will allow us to continue to you know build the channel. I'm Anthony, real estate broker in the state of Illinois. So if you need help with anything real estate related, I can help you out with that. And um, I need to start putting uh, a link to my stuff in the, yeah. in the no, We'll just start slapping your business card in yeah. front of the camera. We <laughs> <laughs> need to start doing that. Hey, uh, I'm Dante Leonard, uh, full-time employee, entrepreneur, and, and student. And uh, you want to open up for our first topic going into, yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> so about 11 days ago, and I just actually found this yesterday, um, there's this guy named Oliver Anthony who is a country folk singer. I don't know really too much about him. I just know that his video is going crazy mm-hmm. about, what was it, 28 million views in 11 days. And the song was called The Rich Man, Rich Man North of Richmond. I was trying to say it like how he says it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's called the it's called the rich man north of Richmond, and it's really um, it's been a, a really huge conversation piece yeah. for everybody. So there's like ton, you know, when there's like that song that goes incredibly viral. Yeah, this is doing that, and then everybody does a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. That's like this type of song. That's why it's going so incredibly viral. Kind of reminds me of like when Joyner Lucas drops that big song every couple of years. You know, like the I'm Not Racist one? Or, no, the one... And the recent one? The one that did it for me was the... Um, what's what is it? What's the one called where he's like, talk, says, bring this person back, kill this person? Was it the, the actual story where it's following the guy in the car and everything? That was crazy. That one? Oh. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. That, that was his breakout, like... Yeah, that yeah. was... Yeah. That was fire, too. Yeah, but basically, it's one of those conversation piece songs where... So this guy's talking about you know, the state of the country and the way we're going and how, you know, everybody's getting taxed and, you know, what's the point of even working anymore and putting in all this overtime? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just in complete control and helpless of the government and the system. So I thought it was really interesting to bring up because it's kind of a a topic that I would say is, um, it's not really new. Mm. Like it's, It's, it's this has been the case for a while. As long as you're, Honestly, in any country, it'll yeah. be it'll be a conversation. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to see my. Oh, there we go. Wait, no. Did I turn you down? Uh. Yo yo. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's like the levels and the the knobs are the. Oh, end. the knobs. Okay. Give me a moment, brokies. Am I blue? <laughs> I have no idea. There we go. All right, that's way better. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's it's not really a new topic. I would say because, let me kind of break it down here. The way I see it is people have been talking about this, especially Mm -hmm. on social media with the huge push of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah, Hence us. (laughs) Yeah. Hence how we were born. Exactly. (laughs) Basically. But I don't know. It's just a really interesting song because he doesn't just talk about employment. He talks about more the control aspect, too, Mm -hmm. of the government, Mm -hmm. which that's a topic... Well, that's a whole other topic. I, I, the problem is that we just aren't making, as a community, we're not going and putting in petitions. 
it's not like it's the hardest thing to do, but people, it's like people want something to complain about. When if <clears throat> when if if the mass majority starts taking action, and you can you don't even have it doesn't need to be the whole country. You you can just focus on your state alone, and you could change. <clears throat> the change could start in your local area, your city or whatever, your town, and you can literally just keep expanding from there. This that's the craziest thing about it too is like, there are things we could do. Yeah, but it's also incredibly challenging because. Like the guy said in the song, he said, the the Richmond, north of Richmond, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, he's talking about D.C., like politicians. It's just a metaphor, a play on words about, you know, not everybody in politics lives over there, but he's just saying yeah. that, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. A, <laughs> I said that because Dante said, well, not every politician lives in D.C. He said <laughs> it in the did, car when we, were, when, we, when we were in the car outside. Um, so I had to add that in that's there. Hilarious. But my point is... What is my point? <laughs> my my point is is um, it's extremely challenging for us to just get up and and revolt yeah. and riot because Whoa. Whoa. Huh? calm down, the killer. <laughs> He's no, I'm saying revolt because revolt and riot. We're <laughs> we're being consistently mind controlled, even if stuff is not like super. Uh, I would say everything to do with mind control is malicious, yeah. but it's. Even if it's not sadistic things we're being controlled mm-hmm. on, if even if it's from more of like a consumer aspect of mm-hmm. like getting us to purchase things and getting us to, you know, to scroll and things like that, in some way, shape, or form, we are being conditioned to kind of all have a baseline way of thinking, and it's up to us and you as an individual on, are you going to be on the same baseline that everybody's thinking of, or are you going to be, you know, a, a free thinker and someone that mm-hmm. thinks for yourself? So it's kind of just, he's kind of saying that we're stuck. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, yes. He's saying we're stuck. And if you don't realize it yet, you know, you should. Because you can set yourself up in a way where maybe it doesn't affect you as much as someone like whoever he was talking about in the mm-hmm. story yeah. of, you know, over time and, mm-hmm. you know, his dollar is taxed on no end and, you mm-hmm. know. So, so I don't know. So there are things I honestly don't when it comes to the, that space of like, who's deciding and who's doing this and what they're, what everybody's in, you know, of course on the political level are reacting to. Um, when it comes to taxes, I, from my understanding, oftentimes you hear this is out of my control. That is out of my, out of my control. But when I get a different president, tax changes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I like, it's, it's like <laughs> you're saying so it's in our yeah. control to vote for who we want yeah, is that what you're saying it is but then but then we're we're, we're voting for promises so that's also another difficulty because when so this is what i feel president presidency is if you want to kind of you know experience and have the ability to use the merits of who you voted in you need to put someone in office that will continue his work. And that's a problem that I feel like we'll never be able to come out of. Wait, so you're saying you're saying in order for this candidate mm-hmm. that gets chosen 
to really fulfill on all his promises, the next guy the coming next guy in has to continue them. Has to pick up his yeah, and that's the thing. It changes every time. Exactly. So we have a whole different country every four years. It's it's well, unless the, you know, unless someone gets reelected. But hey, so, shout out Barack, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Obama, man. Doubling down. Man. <laughs> but in all sense, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to make this a political thing. Yeah. Um, because quite frankly. I'm not educated enough to really make this a political thing. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. really too in tune with politics. Yeah, super true. But what it's, I, yeah, you know, I'm not took, sure. We, we took U.S. government, passed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, it. yeah. I'm, I'm just not trying to make it like that. What I'm trying to do is, you know, we are in this self-improvement space. Yeah. We are in this kind of, you know, and him and I, let's be clear here. I don't know if we've ever said this, but him and I are experts by no means. No way, not close. <laughs> not even close. But we do this as a conversation because as we grow, we're going to get a lot smarter. We're going to get a lot more mm-hmm. business savvy. We're going to get, you know, more in tune with, with mm-hmm. how to grow our own careers. So yeah. we have the conversation with you. So you, you see our mistakes, mm-hmm. the way we think. Like right now, mm-hmm. you know, him and I are probably way more immature than we'll be 10 years from That's now. That's super true, but I feel like I'm not changing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, is like, this yeah. is our journey. We're basically just self-documenting yeah. what we think and, and where we're going. Yeah, it's funny when you have somebody who watches the podcast tell you like, you do this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and it's not based off of their, your in-person interactions. They, they just, we've given people the opportunity, this availability to us to say yeah so things. They, and they can always watch us and see us so they learn our tendencies uh you know especially when it comes to our speech yeah and they'll you know for them to be able to oh he's about to <laughs> like like they're watching the movie yeah isn't that crazy oh they know your tendencies yeah. now can i pause this for a second to mm-hmm. actually announce one of our biggest podcast wins go ahead man. you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah so i'm excited to announce so mm-hmm. We started this podcast, what, in December? Yeah, like December. And we are not huge by any means. We're actually quite small. I think, but I think it was November. It was something like that. If yeah. we're 26 episodes in, at most, we've taken a four weeks off total, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, with the two breaks. Um, actually, no longer than that. We took, yeah, you know, anybody got to worry about that. Um, <laughs> They'll start calling us inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> Our biggest podcast win of yet came a couple days ago when one of our former guests, and I'm not going to really disclose who it is, but Mm -hmm. one of our former guests reached out to me and asked me to help sell one of their homes. And we signed the contract and I'll be working to sell their property. So why that's a big win for us is because we started this to like we said, document our journey, but also from a, you know, a business aspect to put our name out there and let yeah. people know, you know, that I'm in real estate and, and, and Dante, you know, when he's getting into his businesses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, we, you know, we wanted people to, to hear about imagine, us. Imagine I do nothing with sales. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. But <laughs> building this, this brand, never to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just stay, you stay where you, <laughs> just a whole entrepreneurship podcast, but never, <laughs> never starts his own business. I mean, technically speaking, this is because of what we're doing, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about day. that a whole another, a whole another <laughs> day. But the point is, look, bottom line, this is our first opportunity to make mm-hmm. money from the podcast Yeah, in kind of a back end yeah. way, but, um, back end, whoa. 
we just want to say we appreciate everybody that does watch and mm-hmm. we're going to continue to grow and you'll see it 100% and I think him and I are more locked in than ever right now yeah, like we're sure. feeling really good about the podcast mm-hmm. and you know people ask me all the time well how many how many views do you have how many followers and um the, the viewer to follower ratio will always be a dramatic difference but I'll tell you this though you know how much that excites me yeah it's like it's like we have something to, to yeah attain it's you know it's, it's we have cool something to grow yeah the numbers are crazy and it gives you like a sense of purpose you know mm-hmm. i have purpose in real estate yeah. with my family with you know with the podcast so it just feels like mm-hmm. i'm living for something right now and that yeah. that's something nobody it's can a, take away from yeah, a person it's, it's a it's motivating it's, it's extremely motivating but back to our our song here i don't know if you have some finishing oh, you, touches oh, you, before you want me, we you want me to sing it no <laughs> no <laughs> the rich man north no let me yeah, not I do that i could probably hey you could probably hit that one that's <laughs> in your could. that's that's kind of in your vocal tone yeah probably. <laughs> bottom line guys you know try to be a free thinker you know people are are basically waving this stuff in our face saying you know it's almost like what was that one commercial with the old man um was it state farm and he's got the dollar uh, yeah. on the fish you know oh you almost had it like that's you know we're being it's like we're at the door you know exactly yeah. we're being shown all these things that are going on with us that mm. we're being controlled on or we're being you know just i wouldn't even want to say controlled i want to mm. say the right word is like condition you're conditioned to think a certain way and it's up to you whether or not you're mm. just going to take that and just continue to live this life where you don't yeah. feel fulfilled you don't feel like you're chasing something you're not chasing something you mm. don't feel like you have purpose it's, it's hard it's hard not to fall in line exactly when, when, when everyone else like literally the rest of the world is on that same you know direction so it's hard to step away and be like what can i do to help or free myself from this yeah. system and possibly it's extremely you know, hard it's tough like just just creating the thought literally creating a thought outside of the norm is already tough yeah i didn't think about that yeah, just, just getting like, into that thought process exactly. is like a challenge in its own it's like, to first start thinking like that you're, way you're at your job right and you know what you, now let's say you don't like your job you know what your next thought is i'm going to apply mm. in a different job <laughs> it's, it's, it's we can super, kind of touch on that for a yeah, second it's you're kind of going hard. interesting here yeah it's super hard you can't something has to it always has to be an outside factor something you didn't see coming you didn't expect that motivated you that's usually how it goes like oh i was, I was watching this or i seen this or i read this and you know what i'm gonna go do it but they're like, "What do what?" And it's always that crazy thought you told them, like, yeah, some two years wild ago. Thought, yeah, <laughs> but that's what you—that's what people need to free themselves because it's hard. You just—you can't do it alone. What what he's talking about is like every entrepreneur has that thing that happened that yeah. got them into it. You know, for me, you know, bad job experience. Yeah. Found the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is funny because you'll hear it, go on YouTube right now. Rich Dad Poor Dad, you'll find 150,000 podcasts that talked about how they all got in a real uh, business that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody talks about that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. But for me, that it's was like the, the uh, what's it called? The 40 some laws of power? Yeah, like the 48 yeah. laws of power. Never stopped here. I, I hear about that till this day and I, yeah. I haven't read it yet. So like people, you, you'll bump into a book or a video or, or a creator or somebody that has the ideal life you want and then mm-hmm. that 
that's the thing that boosts you off. That's funny. It's like, what if you don't find that thing? It's funny because I can keep going. It's like it's like inmates in the art of war. <laughs> what do you mean? Like every time art of war. Every time you think about uh, you, I've heard of the book. I haven't I, read it yet, I, which I, is crazy because I'm yeah. I'm the one that reads. But it. it's usually like um, so usually criminals back in the day while they were incarcerated they would read the art of war. And I can't tell you the name of the right person that like maybe it's son something or something like that. My dad read, read it. But, uh, <laughs> but my point being, is he now? My point being, like, even on movies, they'd always show criminals reading the book. So I feel like it conditioned people who committed crimes when they when they got incarcerated to read the book. Just like it can, movies also condition criminals when they go and get locked up to learn the law. Yeah, like it's weird how oh, it works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and Shawshank it's, Redemption. Yeah, it's like I don't know if that's just how it happens in reality. I don't know if art is, you know, or if it's the other way around. But I've only seen if it. If reality-based, you know, people, yeah. yeah I see what you're I don't, saying. But I've only seen it through art first. And then someone will tell me. And then, like, oh, yeah, when I get when I got locked up, I did this, learned this. And it's like, yeah, I hear you, bro, but don't do it again. <laughs> There's actually something very interesting on. Now, this isn't the case all the time by any means. But there's something interesting about the fact that there is, you know, there is a, a small percentage of people that come out of being um, incarcerated mm-hmm. that are on some whole nother mental oh, you know level. What? Actually, um, uh, you know who Wallow is? Wallow and Gilly? Oh, man. They do a podcast called A Million Dollars Worth of Game. Yeah. both. But Wallow was incarcerated for like, I think it was 20, 20 or 17 years yeah. in prison. And then he came out and he became a millionaire. He did. He had a TED talk and everything. I think I'm pretty sure he said that he did it. The TED talk was the one that he got money from, like yeah. a crazy amount, more than he'd ever imagined. They get paid from that, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 actually he's a great example of someone who did that and came out and made it, had their own thing. And I think the reason for this is it's gonna be kind of a weird uh, parallel that I'm comparing here, mm-hmm. but like. They, you know, the the guys that do or guys or girls that do come out of that situation, you know, they had so much time to really think and separate how they thought from when they used to think. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the thing all the time. All, all I had to do in there was think. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people that I talked to that made it out in a positive way, they all have this different way of viewing life because of the isolation that they felt in their mind and, yeah. you know, from others. And... I almost found a parallel in my life. That's what I was going to say. It's a funny example. Mm-hmm. I found a parallel in my life. Obviously, I was nothing ever close to being incarcerated or anything like that. Mm, you but, said that now, but I heard a couple stories. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, did you actually? Hey, hey, your family's watching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, no, but the parallel I'm trying to compare here between my life and somebody that comes out elevated out of prison is like, there was a period in my life, I would say, from like the fall of 2020, maybe like a six-month span, where I wasn't really hanging out with anybody. Mm-hmm. I literally was just kind of first coming into this space of thinking this way. Mm-hmm. And that period of isolation changed my life forever. I got into meditating for the first time, and I've yet to not do that every single day since. You know, a couple of days maybe here and there, but like... Well, like I would say 90% of the days since three years ago, I've meditated every day. Um, 
Huh? Then go ahead. No, I'm being serious. Like that was a huge thing I picked up. Like a different way of thinking, calming myself down, yeah. working on my flaws. My biggest flaws at the time were, you know, really just off the cuff of my emotions. Like I was just mm-hmm. kind of running through life, just uh, uh, full of emotions, and that mm-hmm. that's how I based every decision was emotion instead of logical thinking. And then it was like I never even like knew about I knew about businesses and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I never like thought in that way. So it's like a period of isolation can really do you good. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, let's get into it. I had probably a full year of just one solid year of that. And uh, it's the reason we're here today, you want to be honest. <laughs> that, that it showed me what I was, yeah, what I was capable of doing. And um, short period of time, too. I mean, a year's a pretty long time. Yeah. I just mean, like, as compared to all the other years you lived before. Yeah. And that one year, and then how much you, Improve yeah. yourself. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's really ten percent of your life, not even like one percent of the current the life you had up to that point. Yeah. I think it, I mean it was it was it was just a time in my life where I was a. The best way I can say this, I was just allowed to exist, alone, and no one really intervened or tried mm. to try to take my time or anything of that nature. I just had this freedom that I needed in my adult life, and I, I think I got it while I was younger. Um, you know, to process and learn myself and things of that nature. And it was just, yeah, just super, super important. But we got to, we're, 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 we're running from our, uh, <laughs> we're running, we're running from something else we really wanted to talk about yeah. back to the Oliver Anthony thing. So that song, um, is really relatable to a story that Dante yeah. found. It's a, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty recent story. you a lot of people probably saw it, or a good amount of people. It's a story of a guy who uh, worked at Burger King for 27 years. And uh, he went online, or I don't know if it was a co-worker recording or whoever, but he had like this bag of gifts. And um, he's he's super grateful, showing up nothing but gratitude and sincere, you know, just happiness. And um, for 27 years, they had gave him this bag of gifts. You know, wait. You're saying for 27 years of work, this was his. They gave him. That's the, ideally that's what the video is saying. We're not. Yeah. They're not giving us a lot of context, but basically that's how it's being perceived by everybody, and um, the world sees it and like, oh man, you know, they're happy for him. Like, oh look how look, look how happy he is with what he has. Yeah. With where he is, how comfortable he is, and a lot, and that's a lot of people. You know, that's how they live their lives, um, and then there's another crowd. You know, yeah, a motherfucking, you know, yeah. you know, they're, they're aggressive. It's a, it's a volatile community that just, we, we gonna start tearing Burger Kings down. But, um, but ultimately, ultimately, it came down to people. People just started offering him donations. Eventually, these donations added up to about four hundred thousand dollars that him, <laughs> that him and his daughter took in. Uh, the guy's name is Kevin Ford, and uh, we're, we're just gonna talk about our perspective on, on this, you know, and. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll start with my, uh, so the issue I have with just <laughs> yeah I'm thinking with given like, because I feel like we don't have enough information, but he never missed a day for 27 years, and I'm left to assume that he wasn't like a manager or anything of that nature. He was just doing what he had to do to provide for his family, and I just I can't see myself. Working a job, yeah, and not missing a day for twenty-seven years, even if I loved it 
like that's <laughs> that's how it's actually so incredible it's insanely like, yeah i don't i can't fathom how you do it <laughs> like that's how amazing this feat is well here go ahead go ahead no no, no i'll let you finish right. no, no, go ahead so my thing is this so there was a time where like like i told you guys i started getting in this entrepreneurship journey right mm-hmm. there was a time at the very beginning where because i was thinking these things and to go back to some of our previous things we talked about about how learning skills and stuff like that without action is just procrastination you're not actually doing something right Mm -hmm. but i was in this stage where because i was learning these things i thought i was you know like a hot shot or something like i was different from everybody else do something yeah like that right so i was in this weird stage where i started judging other people Mm -hmm. terrible i actually regret this way of thinking for not thinking the way i thought i bring this up because and you see where i'm going with this Mm mm-hmm I, I bring this up because, you know, the easy way of of handling this whole discussion is like mm-hmm. he worked at Burger King for 27 years. Let's assume he was, you know, the average employee. You know, maybe he got some raises, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then all he gets is his little bag of gifts. Yeah. You know, the entrepreneurship mind is like probably it, thinking, yeah. that's why I'm, oh, uh, you know, yeah. he worked this job and. And, you know, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, just like you would have purpose in your business, mm-hmm. starting a business or whatever you, you choose to do, um, it's important to still have humility mm-hmm. and to be just genuinely, how am I trying to say this? Just because you're doing the way the things you want to do and that's the way you think, that's honestly the way I think too is like starting a business is the way to go. We have to catch ourselves in the point of where we are thinking we have some type of moral high ground mm-hmm. or thinking we are better than. Like in this guy's, this is my whole viewpoint on this. In this guy's eyes, if he truly was, because you said in the picture he looks extremely happy. Mm-hmm. If he truly was happy... And he was at peace with like that, that, those gifts and then the 27 years he put in and never missing a day. It was a video. Oh, the video? Yeah, go ahead. In his mind, he's won. Yeah. He's he's won. Mm-hmm. So we have to catch ourselves, you know, because this is a self-improved podcast business, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We have to catch ourselves and not ever getting to the point where we don't recognize the fact mm-hmm. that people are not going to think the same way you you think. Yeah. People are not going to want to, nor do people even feel the need to. Maybe he knows everything there is to know about real estate. But what if he's just genuinely content with his job, with his family, and let's just say he has a you know, he's structured his life in a way where mm-hmm. his bills are well taken care of and like he you know he spends all the time he can with his daughter his wife whatever the the purpose of you reaching a different level of a state of mind should not be to live other people's dreams out Mm -hmm. like people are making him feel like you know those bag of gifts mean nothing the purpose of you elevating your mindset and everything like that should be to win at the level that you you want to win it should not be like, mm-hmm. you know, what if your, you know, your absolute dream is to 
you know, you're someone that's made 25K your whole life and 50K to you is a million dollars. If that's it, and then when you get there, maybe you want more or that's it, then that's it for you. That's, that's peace. That's my viewpoint on the whole thing. It's like if he was genuinely content mm-hmm. with that, there shouldn't be anybody saying that it's not worth it to him. Yeah. You know, but if they did send him money, you know, for because people thought it was an interesting story, things like that. Yeah. All the power to him. But we should not be looking at him from a place of pity mm-hmm. if the circumstance is that he was genuinely happy. It's complicated. That's my viewpoint. No, on it. I, I think I articulated it's, it's hard. Pretty. It's hard because pity's why why he's getting the donations. Like no one's just sitting there genuinely going, oh, that's all they gave you. It's hundred dollars. See, that's a weird thing, though. It's no. like we shouldn't be pitting like, him, it's, but it's like we should like, help him. It's complicated. I don't know. It's so it's, it's, it's hard. It's crazy because people. Uh, if people, I say to pay him, it's going against everything else I just said. <laughs> but but I, all I'm saying is, uh, it'd be nice to have more context on it. But <laughs> I, We're talking like, like we know the whole thing. Like we don't know all, anything. All I can say is, if someone did something for me every single day that I needed done. For 27 years, regardless of health, transportation, weather, family, all of it, you know, birthdays, holidays, every day we needed you, you showed up. I'd, I'd probably be one, I'd, I'd offer him a chair at, my, at the table, with, you know, with my family, you know, like, it's yeah. just, because I can't, I can't, I, there's no one around me that I can look at and be like, you can do what this man did. No one, not a soul. Yeah, never miss him one like, day. I, like I'm, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody, but you can you, you, go look in the mirror and be like, "I can do that." I promise you, you'll laugh. Like you, you, you'll be like, Man, "Like what, what am I doing?" <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. You're saying people. You're saying people looking at him a certain way. Yeah, still couldn't do what he did. Still couldn't do what he did, regardless of the, how much he makes or whatever the case may be. So imagine, imagine if he had your job doing what you do. Imagine where he'd be in the building you work in. And, and for some people, if he wanted to, you know, what I'm, you yeah, what I'm saying? no, I know exactly what you're saying. And what, I, what I'm about to say is like for some people, maybe it's an ignorance thing mm. of them not knowing what their potential is. Mm-hmm. Like 27 years, same job, same day, that type of work ethic, never missing a day. Mm-hmm. Put him in. Oh, make him a realtor. <laughs> you know, make him in. A, you know, it's crazy. But then it's like. I don't know. My head's spinning about this because yeah. everything that I said about you know that's his. It's it's it's, it's like <laughs> there's so much level of success. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he thinks success but it could is. Also, be like we don't know his whole background too. He could exactly. be stuck in some way, shape, or form. It's possible. Yeah. This is a really interesting comment. Yeah. Uh, drop a like and comment, um, and let us know what you think about that yeah. because it's, it's a really good yeah. conversation. Maybe we should make like a separate. Maybe we could clip this specific mm, part yeah. and drop a separate video, yeah, I think and then push could, that out because I want to see people's thoughts on this. Yeah. I think we should definitely um, talk about that a mm. little bit. Um, in other news, um, I don't know how many people are familiar with Alex Harmozy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's an entrepreneur. Um, he kind of his claim to fame i don't want to say claim to fame because he's been making videos forever mm-hmm. and then you know you know how people say it seems like somebody pops up overnight but then you look back and they have had 10 years of videos yeah that was like kind of him like people thought he just popped up out of nowhere but then you, you go back and consistent. he's got a video from like 2015 yeah. you know but um kind of his spiel 
Yeah, kind of his spiel is at the beginning it was I'm Alex Harmozy, you know, CEO of acquisition.com and I have nothing to sell you. I'm pretty sure that was his first thing he used to say at the beginning of videos, right? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Crazy. So I'm absolutely, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I, this is like my guy, you yeah. know, I, as far as business success, mm-hmm. um, just the way he lives and articulates himself mm-hmm. incredibly intelligent. Like the way he articulates how he speaks is also really interesting too. Yeah. Um, but he's someone very interesting because I would say every business owner should really have their eyes on what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's really opening my eyes at the possibilities. But so he, his first business was called Gym Launch, where it was like a B2B, you know, he taught other businesses. Mm-hmm. There's more to it, but I don't want to get into the whole thing. But, you know, he taught other businesses how to grow their gym. And then he received back, you know, payment for teaching them and things like that. And then he has a portfolio company now where once a company reaches one to three million in profit, he takes them to the next level. So it's like if it's a $1 million company, he takes them to three. If it's three, five, five, ten, ten, twenty, you know? Nice. So that's like, that's his thing, right? But he's also a savage at content marketing, mm. like an absolute savage. So I was talking to Dante on the phone about him today yeah, because he had maybe the most impressive book launch of anybody I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely just incredible. So his first book was called $100 Million Offers. And his phrase with that one was how to make offers so good that people feel stupid saying no. Mm-hmm. And then now his next book is called $100 Million Leads, which I don't think he has a, he does have a thing for it, but I don't remember. It literally just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I wanted to talk to him is because if you see the theme there, you know, how to make offers so good people feel stupid saying no. And then $100 million leads, you know, we've talked about lead generation, like a very small bit on that one episode where I was just kind of ranting the whole time, Mm. Um, how I was saying that lead generation is one of the most important thing in business. find it. Where is this video? (laughs) Yeah. But, so for me, what I've learned in business so far, and, and like I said, no expert, I'm still growing, but lead generation, if, if you're an not even an expert, if you're a consistent prospector or consistent at lead generation in your business, you know, almost every day, mm-hmm. at least five days a week, whatever, you'll never hurt for money. Because if you have a consistent influx of leads to mm-hmm. your business, and that's the first thing, If you, this is the first thing, if you have a consistent influx of leads to your business, you will never hurt for money because... Mm-hmm. Like I just said, you've constantly had people yeah. coming to buy your product. Come this is also coming from somebody who has consistent leads. Yeah, at the moment. Well, <laughs> at the moment. But my point being, genuinely, you have an you have an average that it stay, that that doesn't drop. Yeah. So, and here's the thing: I'll, I'll touch on it in a second. Mm-hmm. I'll actually out myself here in a second um, because we're. I don't, I don't know what that means. We're truthful, like <laughs> I mess with you, girl. like speak the truth about yeah, something. Good. So before we get into that, so so he has the book Hundred Million Dollar Leads, which is the second one, but he dropped a hundred million dollar offers. Mm-hmm. So if you have consistent prospecting, and we know you'll never hear from money, mm-hmm. that only happens if you're able to close the people. Hence, hundred million dollar offer that like you have an offer so good, people yeah. you know blah blah blah. Um, and we'll touch on the book in a second, but mm-hmm. for let's get into that. So. <laughs> Like Dante said, so 
you know, con- consistently I'm closing properties every single month. And <clears throat> I would say this year, um, there was like a three to four month span where I was just locked in with the prospecting. And my year didn't start off hot like I thought it was going to. Um, so as soon as I realized it, picked up the phone and just started, you know, hammering phone calls, things that reaching out to people, things like that. Right. And I was doing that for like three to four months straight. Um, where I went wrong this year was I went on vacation and when I came back, I just wasn't the same. And then I got sick. Yeah, man. I got sick and I just haven't been the same since that point. Right. But I, I recently, um, don't say it, but I recently did something kind of a, a community I joined where I'm really excited about it. And I'm, you know, now don't get me wrong. Like I haven't felt the same, but it's not like I haven't prospected the whole rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I have, but not to the level, not no. even close to the level really, I was yeah. at. But, but that level has consistently kept me fed the rest of the year, just three to four months of what I did. Um, so the point of us talking about the books and everything like that is, um, if, what if I would have kept that up for 12 months? Yeah. It'd be insane. Like that level of consistency is really what it takes. So, yeah. um, what was I going to say? To go back to the book. Mm-hmm. So he has his book launch and his whole purpose of the book launch was basically to teach everybody what he was doing and in, in the contents of the book by doing it on you. Basically by showing you the skill set he has to kind of prove to you that everything can, you know, if you do what he says, it will work out. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he started marketing the book only like, you know, two months before the release date. And what he used was a high level of scarcity. Mm -hmm. So he said, basically everybody, if you want exclusive access to the live event where I'll drop, drop the book live then you got to sign up to the email list and I'll give you updates, things like that. So he made it exclusive, mm-hmm. scarce, you know? And then he was doing paid ads, things like that, blah, blah. But so um, I signed up for the live event and he, you know, he kept pushing it out there that there was going to be a promise or um, <clears throat> a gift that he's been working four years on that he'll give away only to the people that join live. Mm-hmm. So that was like the thing. I was actually really excited about it whole time I'm not realizing what he's doing, <laughs> you know, what he's doing, you know? And then it's like every week I'll get another email. Hey, it's, it's almost there. Here's the link you'll use when it comes out. Man. Right. Just yeah. a masterclass on, mar- yeah. on marketing. It was absolutely incredible. And then he had his, you know, his obviously paid ads, things like that. But what really mm-hmm. got me was the, um, the emails and, and a different thing. It'd be like, you know, he would say some quote or like something, kind of uplifting and then he would say you know here's the link again just in case mm-hmm. hey um oh this one was really good he said that he started a referral challenge so the top person that got the most people to sign up to the email got some type of crazy gift they're making <laughs> no seriously yes. so so he's like if you uh, the top 10 so he mm-hmm. said number 10 right now already has 150 emails signed up and this was like the first day Dang. or first week. So it was just, think about that though for a second. And then those people 
other people and then it's just like this absolute mm-hmm. masterclass on yeah. on marketing and on on lead generation and then when you get into the event there was like 200,000 people watching live and the whole event he basically broke down kind of the core principles of lead generation how there's four pillars warm outreach which is basically he says it's um it's one-on-one communication with people you know is warm Mm -hmm. and then cold outreach is one-on-one communication with people you don't know so it's like cold calling um you know cold dming somebody on instagram or linkedin um but warm outreach is like getting a list of people you know together Mm -hmm. and then calling them all basically you know telling them about your business whatever and then there's um he said one to many um but they know you social media one to many but they don't know you paid ads he said those are the only ways you need to worry about marketing your business and he did them all literally bro it's just it was just absolutely insane and then at the end of the live event he was making you question on if he was going against his first idea of giving away things for free Mm -hmm. so he put up the price tag of like what the courses he was dropping were going to cost and everything like that. And then he kept cutting the price, kept cutting the price, kept cutting the price until it came to zero. And then everybody's face in the zoom. I was in the zoom. Everybody's face was like, and then he, they kept doing the camera on people's faces. Cause he was in like a huge room and yeah. all, all the zooms were around him. He felt, wow. like, it felt like, um, it was like a movie dude. It was like, <laughs> like he was like some important, like historical, figures i yeah. never seen anything like that and then um you know what it reminded me of what were they doing it reminded me of like you know the grammys or like the emmys or something yeah during covid they were doing that they were having people uh, they were like we're sitting in a room and then they were having people all around them in the zoom or like the nba was doing mm-hmm. that okay it was like that there was hundreds of thousands of people around him imagine the power he felt you know it was just crazy anyway so he cut it down to zero at the end and he said, you know, everything's free. And he said, I love you guys. And then everybody was freaking out. People were crying on camera. You see, you see him crying. And then, and then basically he gave away all his principles about how he's run his business, everything like that for free. In return, he wanted you to invest. And he said, invest because he said, I need, I still needed this to be some type of investment. So then he dropped his book link. Dude, the thing sold out instantaneously. I bought three books. He got me. He got me. He, yeah, he, he freaking got me. But the whole yeah. point. He marketed so good. You're marketing. Dude, literally. <laughs> literally. But I just thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. to share because I've never seen something like that before. Like, you know, usually you'll see a book or a movie mm-hmm. or somebody's course or whatever. Yeah. And they tell you all the things that you know are going to be great about it mm-hmm. he did a little bit of that but he literally did it to you showed you so you had you knew how incredible the value was that it wasn't even like a thing for me to go buy it like i didn't even i didn't even think so it was no hesitation i just went and bought it and then i'm going to be giving a copy to dante mm-hmm. so uh and this 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 kind of came about after i was talking to him about um doing our, some of our marketing, in which I was going to different businesses and trying to get uh, contracts of some kind. We won't be too specific on it, but we're trying to get contracts. It came at a perfect time. Yeah. 
And uh, we, I was talking to him about, um, you know, my pitching and things of that nature and how I, how I would go about doing these things. And the book, you know, a hundred reasons. Uh, was hundred million dollar leads, hundred million dollar offers. Is that was it? The offers was the one, right? Offers was the one that you said you wanted to read yeah, first. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one I I wanted, and exciting because I was like, I need that now, like today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we got we we were talking about uh you know elevator pitches, and obviously I'm I'm going into my own forms of educating myself to prepare for these things, and um literally like what we literally just did this like was it Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday. I was, yeah. I'm literally out going to different businesses. He was text, it was his off day. He was texting me yeah. while, while I was working. He's like, all right, man, I'm going. And you yeah. call me. Yeah, oh, I did call you. I yeah. never call you, which is funny. He said, <laughs> he said, I'm going to go out here. And so basically what we're talking about is we're trying to get local sponsors to the yeah. podcast. But now that we have this information mm-hmm. on the lead generation, everything like that, like that's something that I've been working on consistently. So that's something I can share with him. And then mm-hmm. he has a passion for marketing. So it's just going to be... We're gonna have some crazy brainstorming sessions with these yeah, two books. It's gonna be insane. Yeah, reading them front to back, highlighting. Uh, you know, it's gonna be. It's one of those things that people honestly our age should be doing, which is having some type of like, um, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna read this book. You read this book. Let's come together. After. Exa- yeah, we were literally just talking about that. Yeah, that type of thing too is mm-hmm. like, I saw this video that was talking about how one of the mistakes men make is thinking that we got to do everything as like a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. But then if you hear, um, what's his name, Mr. Beast, talk about, well, this is an example, but he, he, I'm sorry, not, com- sorry, go ahead. not comparing myself to Mr. Beast. <laughs> that was really left field, wasn't it? <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make with Mr. Beast is that he also dropped a video mm-hmm. where he was talking about how um, he got his success. It was basically like five guys in a dungeon learning everything there is to know about YouTube, and then mm-hmm. they all went up at the same time yeah. so it made me think about it because i've been thinking on this like lone wolf kind of level with with business when you should get a really solid group of your friends that think the same way as you and then mm-hmm. you guys build together because when he makes a mistake i'm gonna learn from it and then when i make a mistake he's gonna learn from it and then we're both or i'm gonna learn from my own mistakes too mm-hmm. And then we both learn twice as fast because yeah. we're making twice as many mistakes. Yeah, it's like, it's like we're shadow clones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of my, I made up this, um, I made up a, a little, I don't know what you want to call it. Like a little, I don't know, a little, little. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like a list, a tracker? I don't know what you're trying to say. No, I made up like a little phrase for myself. Okay. On the same topic. I like that. One of my favorite, um principles i've made for myself mm. and it was double your or um always double your rate of fa- or it was something like that um first it was like don't be afraid of failure or something mm-hmm. hold on man i'm, no, I'm take struggling time. With. take your time take your time man. i just put double double my rate of failure okay and the reason i did that is because we all learn the most from our mistakes i don't know about you but really when i get like a big win in life i don't learn nearly as much as a huge loss mm. not even close yeah you know i'm all high from the wind you know and i'm thinking that i got everything figured out mm-hmm. but then when i really you know mess something up then i'm i'm sitting there thinking about everything possible that i could have done wrong and you know i might make the mistake one more time or whatever but I'll, you know it's not going to be something that continues you know but 
if you double your rate of failure, you double the amount, the rate that you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he poses after. I said that. <laughs> yeah. I dropped it. Uh, I can't see where we're at. Huh? We're good? Yeah, we're at an hour and 26 minutes. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah no. Imagine how mad they'd be. <laughs> uh, no. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I was cussing this out. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. There was something else I was going to get into. What's gonna get into? Oh, that. So, I joined. <laughs> I joined a a realtor type of community, um, and I don't know if I talked to you about this, but it's basically this whole community of realtors. Same kind of situation we're talking about, like growing mm-hmm. together. And it's this like exclusive Facebook group. I had to yeah. kind of. You in this group chat? Yeah. Yeah, I had to join this. Um, get get real personal. Yeah, I had to join this. Uh, this group. Mm-hmm. It was an investment. Um, but I've, I've been in there for like a couple of days and basically they're giving you different tasks to do mm-hmm. and starting tomorrow, every, um, basically every week for the foreseeable future, I got assigned a, a accountability partner and a role play partner. So when we wake up in the morning, seven thirty on the dot, we call each other and we practice mm-hmm. what we're going to say on the phone Nine o'clock hits, we're prospecting again. So I think this is the push that I needed to get back in that same locked-in level I was for, like, that three to four months this year. And um, one of the things, or a couple of things they want you to do is pick three things that are non-negotiables that you have to complete in a day. Mm. And you have to send proof to your partner. Mm. And we both have to send each other a check with a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we fail one of those things just once, they can they can cash it. Mm. And then if you fail, you got to send it again. So he's sending me his check. Um, I got to send him mine. <laughs> I still got to send him mine. I said, yo, man, can I cash up you? Like if I, like I really got to send a check. And I was looking around. I couldn't find yeah, any checks. Hilarious. Who's got checks around here? But Venmo? <laughs> this just goes back to like the brotherhood aspect of mm-hmm. like, it's really. It's a group. It's really motivating. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like I can consistently cost myself money if i don't hold my end up but <laughs> but his is like he wants to hit the gym a certain amount of times a week we, we must prospect or lead generate from 9 to 12 every day and then the last one was like um 9 to 12 9 a.m to noon. yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah every day <laughs> every single day it's what you need it's what you yeah. But here's the thing about lead generation, though, is like... Also, I'm sorry, before you go further into that, are, are you guys, are you, are the, uh, the non-negotiables the same for both of you? No. Or, okay. Except for our 9 to 12. Okay. Our, oh, that was the other thing. We both have a certain time we want to wake up in the morning. <laughs> he calls you. No, we're supposed to send it, so wake up and hit the gym. I'm supposed to send him a picture of me at the gym. Man. And then... Um, I'm supposed the second thing. What was the second thing? Oh, prospecting. We'll be talking before that, but after we're supposed to shoot each other a text like, yo, did you do three hours? Or did you hit your number that you're trying to hit? Like my number's twenty seven people a day. Mm-hmm. I just mapped it out. That's mm. not it's not honestly twenty seven and four what, four hours, right? Three. Three hours. Twenty seven and three hours. The issue would fall oh man, I just figured it oh yeah. <laughs> Those conversations could be 
long. Yeah. But here's the thing. So they identify, so they call it contacts. Mm-hmm. Your contacts made in a day. They identified that the average realtor has seven conversations an hour. So if you realize that math's mm-hmm. not mathing for three hours, right? Yeah. So for me, I had to really hit it hard because mm-hmm. at least one of those hours I have to get above seven. <laughs> One's me. Or, no, it can't be like that. That's the yeah, other thing. I know. <laughs> it has to be a new conversation with a new potential home seller mm-hmm. or buyer every single day, 27 of those. Or it can be like, I think they said follow-ups with people that could potentially be clients. Okay. Counts. I can do it. I've done it before many times, but mm-hmm. it's the everyday thing that, but I have to do it or else I owe this guy some money. Wait, but you see, you see, this goes back. You see what I'm saying about that guy though? Look how, look exactly, how, exactly look how, yeah. Look how hard it is. Like, and he probably didn't have, you know, like I'm pretty sure there was no one over his shoulder. Like, you have to. Yeah, no, there wasn't somebody like, like you no. have to get. He could have called off a million of those days. So I'm. I, there's no way he couldn't have taken one day. Yeah, that's the thing though. You know, I really realized I've been doing a lot of self reflection the last mm-hmm. week, and I realized that. Um, I feel like I'm operating on a very small percentage of what I think is my full potential. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why a lot of people are in the same boat as that is the simple fact of just sheer and utter discipline and consistency mm-hmm. over a long period of time. Yeah. Like three years of just you giving it your all could take you, like think about it. Um, back to Harmozy, he had a quote where he said, he couldn't figure out how to make a business or not a business, a website mm-hmm. in his early, early career. He didn't know how to make a website. He said it took him four years to make a website, but it took him. No, it took him four years to learn how to make a website, but 20 minutes or two hours to actually create one. And what he was saying was, is like he procrastinated for four years when they learn how to make a website, mm-hmm. you know, on his pastime. But then for like two hours, no, it was like 10 hours. For 10 hours one day, he literally threw out every other distraction and learned how to make a website. So that quote actually stuck with me because it's like... You know, we'll, we can, we'll make that my non-negotiable. Huh? By the end of the year, I figure I'll learn how to make a website. There you go. Now we're talking. We should really have some accountability stuff yeah. together too. We just be showing up, huh? <laughs> yeah, we just be showing up here. We we, we just do our part. <laughs> no lying, we had maybe five percent of a plan walking in this podcast today. <laughs> we got to be truthful uh, to you guys. We, 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 uh, it's it's. I'll say this: if this was us starting off, there's no way we would be. No be, way we could do this this way. We didn't we, have enough knowledge in our head. I also feel like. I feel like we we do this at, at, at a level where we're so comfortable with it. It's like we've done it for years. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't know each other, no way I would walk in the podcast like this because we wouldn't be able to continue yeah. a conversation. You're It'd be awkward. Figure, yeah, you're trying to figure things out. Yeah. You wouldn't know what one, one person's bringing. Yeah. We, honestly, we, we did. Just to show you guys how, I don't want to say it's effortless. This We wouldn't like this. No, we don't want to be talking like that. Yeah. But like we just, we're, we were so consistent and have been so consistent we can have a five minute conversation and make our hour, uh, hour, con- yeah. hour long. Yeah. Now back to what we're saying. Imagine mm-hmm. if we really 
honestly put our heads together if we were super super if we we were even more consistent than we are now because we're we're a little iffy you know at times i don't think we'd even have to like like we're 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 at the point where we almost don't have to communicate yeah (laughs) like you know what i mean just walking should we try one like that (laughs) no we shouldn't no we're not no um like uh, but i'm just saying i can base how our pod is gonna go and this is also because i know him so well he knows me so well we would both know like our conversation throughout the week is our podcast like, yeah low-key <laughs> yeah low-key yeah we a lot of this that we talked about we talked about this yeah. week you know i'll call Just him up on the phone and stuff like that exactly there was one story that we could have added in here mm-hmm. with you but we didn't that would have that would have been a whole different pod um <laughs> we're running out of time here so let me summarize yep I don't want to hear that story. We talked about being being free thinkers today. We talked about kind of separating yourself from kind of your previous thoughts. And also kind of to recap, the conversation we just talked about is like the biggest thing I've learned recently, you know, just in my life was that, you know, three to four months of consistency, mm-hmm. you know, versus like 12 months to three months, three years, five years. Like who could you become if yeah. you just locked in mm-hmm. and we're a hundred percent focused, yeah. you know, consistently for a couple of years, your yeah. life would change forever. Yeah, you would I, never need say, anything. I definitely, I just, just coming out and being honest, I procrastinated on going out and doing our marketing. Cause if you remember when I told you I would do it, I did not do it at that time. So just accountability on my part on that. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to go do it a long time ago. Yeah. But the the good thing is I'm you know I'm out there doing it and you're, you you yeah. you did it you got out yeah. of that whatever thinking process you were yeah. in and keeping you back, um, but if you guys are gonna take away one thing and like I said I literally just explained to you where I've failed re- very mm-hmm. recently have not yeah. been holding my end of the bargain um, for myself I haven't been showing up for myself really for work that's all gonna change so we'll see this program I'm in is six months mm-hmm. long. So we'll see where I'm at. Then it's probably, I'm going to be a whole different person, mm-hmm. but just be consistent with yourself. Just imagine your life with just six months of consistency, 12 months of consistency, yeah. and you'll never go back. Yeah, you might, you might get $400,000. Oh, huh? <laughs> yeah, you might get some, but, yeah. but, um, yeah, thank you for, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we got scared when he walked back in. Yash walked back in and we're over our time. Here. But, <laughs> Thank you for watching the Bourbon Road Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. Yash, you want to come in here real quick? Me? Yeah. Yeah, the icon. I want Yash to come in here. <laughs> yeah. Just so that they can see Just our Just to guy. show his pretty yeah. face. They can see our guy. He's never been on the pod. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You, does, want to say, you want to say anything real quick, uh, Yash? I almost call him Posh. You know, I ain't going to come just, down, just, just down there. Uh, um, I appreciate y'all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on yeah. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok for latest podcast clips, podcast updates. Eighty-six point six percent of you aren't subscribed, um, so please do that mm-hmm. and like the video. And born broke, born broke.